0: All right, everybody, welcome on in to the 15th episode of the Wasatch Basketball Podcast. I'm your host, CJ Dieters. Um, The second day of free agency is right about winding down. Uh, Moves are starting to slow down as far as as coming on in. Everybody's still waiting to see what Kawhi Leonard's going to do. Looks like Danny Green is pretty much tied to Kawhi Leonard. Especially if he decides to go back to the Raptors, but there there were a lot more signings that happened today. There were some there was some stuff that happened um, at the end of the first day after I recorded, and I knew that kind of stuff was going to happen right after I got done recording. Um, so we'll just go ahead and talk about what's happened since uh, the last episode. First of all, the the really big thing that happened basically right after I published the last episode. D'Angelo Russell is heading to the, to the Warriors as part of the Kevin Durant signing. It'll be a sign and trade between the two. The, the Warriors are getting uh, D'Angelo Russell on a four-year max deal. Four years, $117 million. Um, honestly, I, I don't see the fit here. Him, he, He's a guy that needs the ball in his hands. I kind of think what they did was got an asset out of him. And at the trade deadline, they'll use they'll look to use him to fill out their roster better, get themselves more ready for the playoffs coming up this next year. Um, but until that point, uh, with Clay being out, with KD being gone, um, D'Angelo Russell can be a guy that helps them stay in playoff position, um, and you know be ready for when Clay does come back and you know, and plus, you know, D'Angelo has mark, uh, has value around the league. The Minnesota Timberwolves are really trying to get him. The Suns were interested until they got Ricky Rubio. The Lakers are interested in him. So at the trade deadline, they'll definitely be able to turn him into probably two or three players that can come in and help them out. And, you know, and allow some other team to uh, pick up D'Angelo Russell and make him their second or third star. As a result of that trade, that sign and trade though, the Warriors were going to be hard capped, which um, the salary cap this year is $109 million, and up you have about from 109 to I think it's 132. You can sign back your own guys without paying the luxury tax and then every everything over 132 you're paying the luxury tax and then i'm not quite sure what the number is but there's a hard cap where you cannot go over that number no matter what Um, so the warriors were at that number so they had to let andre iguodala go they traded him to the grizzlies they threw in a first round pick to get that deal done and the Grizzlies use the uh, trade exception that they got from the Jazz and the Mike Conley trade to uh, take him in. It sounds like Yugi Adal is going to get uh, bought out and he's going to be able to sign with whoever he wants. Uh, unfortunately, though, he can't go back to the Warriors. Um, that's part of the Zydrunas-Ogowskis rule. Um, that's what the Cavaliers did with ogauskas He was on a bad contract. They traded him. He got bought out and then they brought him back on a minimum deal. Um so you're not allowed to do that anymore. So Iguodala can't go back to the Warriors. So I'd be looking for um the Lakers, um maybe the Rockets. Um any contender really, um any team that looks like they might be in position to win a championship would really benefit by going out and getting Andre Iguodala and both him and Kyle Korver, I would be, expect the two of them to get bought out not too long after the new league year starts on July 6th. Um, Patrick Beverly is going back to the, to the Los Angeles Clippers. He had a lot of interest around the league, but as guys are starting to figure out, the money's been spent, so you need to just take whatever money you can get. Um, he did get a good deal, though. He's you know he's going back for three years for fourteen million or forty million my bad so a little over thirteen million a year. Um, but this still gives the Clippers enough cap space to where if Kawhi wants to come to them, they have the space to bring him in. And it it keeps a guy on the team that was really just a team leader, um, especially on the defensive end. He's very vocal. Uh, He's a guy that takes control of the locker room, so he's a good guy for the clippers just to bring back for that aspect. but he's also a really good player on the court. He can he's a good spot up shooter. he can he's not much of a ball handler as the point guard. He's really more of an off guard. but in the clippers system, they like to use two or three guards anyway, so it's you know it's a good fit for him there. as I discussed uh, last night. It looked like Derek Favors was on his way out with the Jazz and that he's gonna get traded to the Pelicans. Um, that trade has been finalized. He's going to the Pelicans. The Pelicans are sending back two second round picks to the Jazz. Um, but this gives Derek a chance to to be the starting center that he's always needed, you know, always wanted to be. And then he's had the the ability to be. Um him and Rudy are just not a good fit. Um there's something I want to say um, about the whole Derek Favors thing about the Jazz trading away Crowder and Corver, um, and letting Howell Neto go um, and letting Ricky Rubio go with the with the small market teams you get attached to players you really do um, you know I I I love Derek Favors. I think he's a, a great person. I think he's a really good player. I liked Ricky Rubio. I thought he was a great person in the community. Helenetto is a good guy. Jay Crowder is a good guy. But at the end of the day, the NBA is about winning games. I know it's hard to let these guys go. But the Jazz needed to, to put talent together. And that's what they did. Bogdanovich... Conley and Ed Davis. And then whoever else they're going to sign from here on out is a talent upgrade. It makes them better in the modern NBA. They have more floor spacing. Um, Yeah, in a perfect world, it'd be great if Favors could come back. Again, we love him here in Utah. But he's getting a chance to get some good playing time with the Pelicans. He's going to be their starter there. And, you know, I just, you know, I wish the best for him. But, again, if you're from a small market team, you you if you, that's the team that you support, you probably understand what I'm talking about. It's hard to let these guys go. It's hard to understand why the team would have to let them go. But at the same time, it's about money. It's about the business. Um, I, I know the Warriors did not want to let Andre Gidala go. But, again, they got to look at what's best for the team as far as winning games goes. Um, yeah, that's all I wanted to say on that. Um, the Knicks have uh, have made quite a few deals um, late yesterday and today. Um, now the Knicks, no, they didn't get Durant. They didn't get Irving. They didn't get any of these big time guys. But I like what they're doing. Again, they didn't get the big star that they thought they were going to get. But Randall's a really good player. He's immediately your starting four, probably your top scorer on the team. They brought in Bobby Portis on a two-year, $31 million deal. He's a good stretch five. He's aggressive. Not a great defender, but he can. he's a good offensive player. They brought in Reggie Bullock on a two-year, $21 million deal. Great scorer. Uh, great three-point shooter. Decent defender. Gives you good size on the wing. They brought in Wayne Ellington on a two-year, $16 million deal. Good size at the two position. Really good shooter. Um, They brought in Alfred Payton on a two-year, $16 million deal. Great backup point guard. um, Kind of an old-school point guard. More of a passer than a scorer. Um, You know, none of these guys are stars. But, you know, they're putting together a pretty decent team over there. They already added Julius Randle. They already added Taj Gibson. Like, They're putting together a pretty decent team. Both Gibson and Portis can play the four and the five. Um, You already got some good young pieces there. And here's here's the biggest thing with all these signings, is they all have team options at the end of their deal. Julius Randle has two years and then a team option on his third. And all the rest of these guys have two years, but the second year is a team option. So if, you know, if Anthony Davis just had a horrible time in Los Angeles and decided he did not want to stay there anymore and became a free agent this next year, the Knicks could be in play for him. They just turned down the options on all these guys or, you know, whatever ones they don't want to keep. They have the money to get him. Um they really want to go over after Draymond Green, say, next year. They could make it happen or whoever's going to be a free agent this next year. They could make it happen. Um, and then the next year after that, they'll have, they'll have flexibility to go after Giannis, to go after Rudy Gobert, Bradley Beal. There's going to be guys available. Um, I, I, I really like the way that the Knicks are setting themselves up. I know Stephen A. Smith has been throwing a fit all over ESPN because they didn't get Durant and Irving, but seriously, he needs to just suck it up because they're doing, they're doing some decent stuff there. This is not the Phil Jackson Knicks. This is not the Isaiah Thomas Knicks. They're actually looking like a team that's kind of competent now. Um yeah. Again, yeah, I I I like what the Knicks are doing. Again, they're not, you know, maybe they make the playoffs with this team. They're not going to win a championship with this team. But they're getting guys in place that can can show these younger guys how to play. Um that can get some butts and seats. Like, you know, Julius Randle is an exciting player. A guy that's 6'9", 250, can run the pick and roll as the ball handler, can get 20 and 10 in his sleep. Like, I don't know, that's, that's not nothing. That's, you know I, I, you know, I wouldn't pay a ton, but I'd pay to go see that. And I, I, I say that just because NBA games are ridiculously priced now to go to. But you know, if the you know the Knicks come when the Knicks come to Salt Lake, I might pay to go see them. You know, it'd be a fun team to watch. Um, so yeah, I like I like what the Knicks are doing. Yeah, they they struck out on the big stars, but they you know they didn't ruin their team. They didn't you know yeah they're paying these guys a lot of money, but they didn't go to Bobby Portis and, and give him four years. Ninety million and all fully guaranteed and everything, they give him two years, thirty one, and they can get out of it next year. Um, so yeah, I like I like what the Knicks are doing. Um, <clears throat> the Wizards, uh, he's probably going to be their starting point guard this year. Have picked up Ish Smith um, on a two-year, twelve million dollar deal, which he was getting six million per year with the. With the Pistons. So, I mean, they're they're just signing him to what he was making this last year. <clears throat> um, and if John Wall is able to come back this year, he's a great backup point guard. Um, <clears throat> this one is a bit of an overpay, I think. And it's mostly just because he's going to be a backup point guard. But Corey Joseph signed a three-year, $37 million deal with the Kings. I kind of thought... Corey Joseph was more of like an eight or nine million a year guy. Um, I've liked the Kings signings so far, but this one's a little questionable to me, but he will be a great backup for De'Aaron Fox. And if anything happened to Fox or if, or if healed got hurt or anything like that, Joseph could hop in and be start part of the starting lineup. So not a horrible signing, but I think it is a bit of an overpay. Um, the bulls, in a sign-in trade, we'll pick up Thomas Sadoransky. Um, They signed him for three years, $30 million, which now makes a guy like Chris Dunn expendable. It sounds like they're trying to trade him. Um, and Satoransky and Kobe White will go into the season as the Bulls point guards, which I, l- I like that combination. Kobe White is 6'5", um, super athletic, great scoring guard. Thomas Satoransky is 6'7". Decent defender, really good spot-up shooter. Both of them can play on the court at the same time. So I like this signing for the Bulls. It makes a little bit more sense than the Thaddeus Young one did, which I like Thaddeus Young, and I think they got him for a good value. I just I don't see the fit too well because he's going to have to be the backup. Um, unless you're sitting Wendell Carter Jr., which... I think Wendell Carter Jr. is too good of a player to be sitting on the bench a ton. Um, The Rockets are bringing back another one of their guys. They picked up Austin Rivers on a two-year minimum deal. Um, From what I've heard, the second year of that deal is a player option. So if Austin Rivers were to just go off this next year, um, he could decline that option and go out and get a big contract. Which could be an option because there's not going to be a ton of guys in this next year's free agency. Um, so he may be able to go out and cash out next year. The Kings picked up their backup center to Dwayne Debman. They picked up Rashawn Holmes on a two-year $10 million deal, which is the room exception. The Celtics also used their room exception and got Enes Cantor, who's actually going to be their starting center, two years, $10 million. Um, Ennis is definitely not the defender that, Al Warford is, but he's a really good, uh, rebounder. He's a good scorer. And, you know, with the talent they have around him, they didn't really need a star center. So I think, I think it's a good fit for them. Um, the Jimmy Butler trade that we, that we talked about last night, um, it wasn't able to be done the way they had it set up before. And it's now become a four team trade. So Jimmy Butler is heading to the Heat. Uh Hassan Whiteside is actually heading to the Blazers. Myers Leonard of the Blazers is heading to the to the Heat. And Mo Harkless of the Blazers is heading to the Clippers. Um, so the Heat got their guy. They got like Kelly Olenek clone and and uh, Myers Leonard. And they actually got off of Hassan, Hassan Weisside, who, who I know they wanted to get rid of anyway. So, you know, good for them. <clears throat> I I like what the Heat are doing. And it sounds like right now they are in talks with the Wizards to try and pull a trade to get Bradley Beal down there. I don't know what they'd have to throw into that. Um, oh, another part of this deal. Josh Richardson is going to the 76ers. Sorry about that. I I kind of blanked on that um but if the Miami Heat are able to pull off a trade for Bradley Beal they'd probably have to send out Justice Winslow um maybe Derek Jones Jr. I'm just trying to think of what the the trade would look like um they don't really have any first round picks I'm sure they have one somewhere that they could use um Sorry, this <clears throat> that's not good radio for me just to be sitting here thinking about it. But um anyway, uh heat are trying to pair up Bradley Beal and Jimmy Butler. <clears throat> which would be a really good pairing. Um but in this trade that they did, Josh Richardson goes to 76ers, which it looks like he will be the starting two for the seventy sixers. Now this you know the Sixers have a really Long and good defensive starting lineup. Um, Tobias Harris is not a great defender, but now he's your fifth best defender. You can hide him. But they've got Joel Embiid, who's somewhere between 7 1 and 7 3. Uh, Al Horford, who can switch on to just about anybody. Tobias Harris, who's 6 9, so lengthwise he's okay there. Josh Richardson, who's a great defender. And then Ben Simmons. Who's becoming a much better defender? The Heat received Jimmy Butler, who's you know, a star. They haven't had one of those in a while. He can create his own shot. He's a great defender. And in Myers Leonard, they get a guy that's seven-one, really good shooter, um, decent athlete, does not give you much on the defensive end. The Clippers and Mo Harkless get a you know a long forward. Um Good defender. I'm not sure how this affects their cap space to the point of bringing a guy like Kawhi Leonard in. Maybe Kawhi has told them that they don't that he's not considering them anymore. Um, from what I've heard so far, um, it looks like Kawhi is looking into the Lakers, going back to the Raptors, and possibly the Clippers. Um, but Kawhi, as I've said before in other podcasts, he is really good at keeping the noise down he doesn't talk much and he's he actually keeps his people his you know his entourage his agent all of them he keeps them quiet so there's really not any rumors going on about him even though he is by far the best remaining free agent um, and it, the Blazers get in getting Hassan Wiseide. he's an expiring contract so this offseason they've They've taken some of their bigger contracts and turned them into Kent Kent Bazemore and Hassan Weissad. Both of their contracts will be gone after this next year, which will help them out a ton Um, cap-wise, especially since they just gave Damian Lillard a huge extension. Um, But while Nurkic is recovering from his injury he got towards the end of the year, Hassan can start, and then once uh, Nurkic comes back, Hassan Weissad can be a great... um, backup center this last year for the heat only getting like 23 minutes a game he's able to average 12 and 13 so he can he can get his numbers in in a short amount of time so good pickup for the Blazers there um part of the D'Angelo Russell sign and trade the Warriors got Shabazz Napier and Trevion Graham it looks like they are sending those two to the Timberwolves and part of that I think Part of that agreement was that the Timber that the Warriors would not match an offer sheet for Jordan Bell because the Timberwolves have signed uh, Jordan Bell to a one-year minimum deal, um, which will give them a guy that can either come off the bench or start at the four or the five. And he's still super young. He hasn't quite developed yet, so it'll be interesting to see what he can do with the Timberwolves. The Pacers have brought Edmund Sumner back, which he's you know he's your your fifth guard off the bench, you know. But they signed him to a three-year, uh, five million dollar deal, so he's a super cheap guy to bring back. Um, you know he's a, he's a versatile guy that you can bring off the bench for a few spot minutes here and there. The Suns have brought in Frank Kaminsky using their uh, room exception, so two years, ten million. Um, that'll give them a a good backup center that can help space the floor behind DeAndre Ayton. New Orleans Noel is returning to the Thunder on a one-year minimum deal. Um He's a guy that really athletic, gets a lot gets a lot of steals, gets a lot of blocks. Offensively, really all he can do is dunk the ball. Um, and that's why he's getting a minimum deal. Plus the fact that centers unless they're elite, are not really worth that much in today's NBA. Um, The Thunder also picked up Alec Burks on a one-year minimum. Um, I was kind of hoping that Alec would go back to the Jazz, but this is a good fit for him. He can get some playing time. He's a very versatile guy, decent defender. Um, It'll be interesting to see if Alec can uh, recover his value and you know he'll be a free agent again next year and hopefully get a big contract again. The Mavericks have re-signed Maxi Kleber, um, or Maxi Kleba, as a uh, Nate Duncan likes to say. I don't know which one is correct. Um, they signed him for four years, thirty-five million, but the last year is a team option. Um, he's, you know, he's a good good stretch five he can play the four a little bit but after giving Dwight Powell a big extension I just I don't understand why they would have both of them being really high paid players I would rather they just choose between the two of them and then pay whoever their backup center is you know one to two million just like Newlands Noel just signed for the Bucks made a, a big signing. Um, this will help them replace Malcolm Brogdon. Um, they signed Wes Matthews to a one-year minimum deal, which honestly I thought Matthews was going to get, you know, a four to $5 million deal somewhere. But it being towards the end of his career, it's, it's kind of a better thing for him to go and go to a contender and try and get a ring. Um, the Mavericks have brought back J.J. Barea on a one-year minimum deal. Um, I'm not sure when he's gonna be able to come back from his injury. I can't. I can't remember if he tore his ACL or if he uh, ruptured his Achilles. It's one of those. So it's a long time recovery for him. So he may not even play at all this year. Um, I think this is more just a, um, a favor to JJ from the Mavericks. Um, let him get paid this year. Let him have a an NBA training staff, take care of him. Um, the Lakers have signed Troy Daniels to a one-year minimum deal, which is good because I think the Lakers have learned from last year that you can't just surround LeBron with anything. You have to kind of give him some shooters to, for him to be effective. So hopefully Troy Daniels is just the first of, of quite a few. I know they have interest in Danny Green and... Uh, Kyle Korver, once he gets bought out, um, so hopefully they are able to add some more shooting around LeBron and, and AD because last year was ridiculous. All those signings they that they did, everybody was sitting around just sitting there doing, going like, "What the heck are you doing?" And at the end of the year, the Lakers are, you know, what the heck did we just do? Um, so yeah, hopefully the Lakers have learned their lesson that you can't just surround LeBron with anything. You need to give him some shooters. Um, Seth Curry is going back to the Mavericks. Um, he was with the Trailblazers last year, but before that he was with the Mavericks. Um, on a four-year, $32 million deal, so $8 million per year. Maybe a slight overpay, but he gives you some really good shooting. can play the one or the two. And with a guy like Doncic, you don't really need to have a traditional point guard. So you can play Seth Curry in your starting lineup and just let him sit in the corner and hit threes. So a good signing for them. Michael Carter Williams is going back to the Magic on a one-year minimum. Um, oh, not a bad value for your third point guard there. Um, you know, he could play the one, the two, or the three, mostly because of his height and his ability to defend. So, I mean, not an amazing signing, but not you know, not bad value. Uh, the Pistons have brought in Tim Frazier on a one-year minimum deal. So now their their point guard room is complete. Um, With Ishmith leaving, they now have Derrick Rose, Reggie Jackson, and Tim Fraser. So, you know, they filled out their point guard rotation. I still hope that they can try and find a trade for Reggie Jackson just because there's really no value in having him. He gets paid way too much for what he gives you. Um, the Raptors made a signing for a guy that I've never heard of. I started looking him up after I heard the news. They signed Matt Thomas to a three year, $4 million deal. It sounds like he's a European player and he's about six, five. He can play either guard position and the guy, he's a shooter in the G league last year. He hit 48% from three. You know, that's, that's a skill that whether you're in the G league, Europe, China, or the NBA, that translates. So basically the Raptors got a really cheap shooter, which is you know what they needed to add. They needed more shooting, and they needed to get it on the cheap. So good signing there for the Raptors. And last couple here. The Warriors are bringing back Kevon Looney on a three-year $15 million deal. Sounds like he'll be their starting five next year. Um, I'm sure they'll try and bring back, you know, Andrew Bogut on a one-year minimum. Um, Maybe bring in another center on a one-year minimum. Again, you can get backup centers for really cheap. And that's one of the big reasons that the Jazz were okay with letting Derek Favors go. Again, Derek's a great value. He should be starting. And the fact that he wasn't starting meant that the Jazz were overpaying him. You know, plain and simple, you can get a backup center for $1 to $5 million. You don't need to be paying a ton. And that's why I would be kind of looking for the Nuggets to maybe look to move Mason Plumlee as as well this next year. Because he's good value, he can be starting on a team, and you don't need to be paying your backup center $14 million a year. Speaking of cheap backup centers, the 76ers have brought in Kylo Quinn on a one-year minimum. Um so now the 76ers have Embiid, Horford and Kylo Quinn. Um it looks like they do not want to put up with being pushed around by the Bucks and by the 76ers and by the uh, or the uh Bucks and the Raptors. They want to be able to dominate the uh the uh the front court with this it looks like boban Marjanovic is not going to be coming back to the 76ers so he'll be a free agent and also as a result of this the uh 76ers renounce their rights on a draft and stash um on, on Zetsch, I, I can't say his name i know about this guy he's a good player but i'm going to try it's on, on so A-N-Z-E-J-S-P-A-S-E-C-N-I-K-S. This guy, um, they got in the Dario Saric trade. or I think it was Dario Saric. Anyway, he was originally drafted by Orlando, eventually made his way to the 76ers. I'm not sure how he got there. Anyway, he's 72, maybe 73. Um a lot of people thought he could be the next Kristaps Porzingis and you know maybe he can come over and be, you know, a poor man's Kristaps Porzingis, you know, be a floor stretcher. He wants to come over to the NBA, so it'll be interesting to see if a team reaches out to him and try and bring him over, but it won't be the 76ers they've renounced him. Um <clears throat> A few notable free agents that are still available. There's not a ton of them. Well, actually, there is quite a few of them. What I meant to say is there's not much money left. So these guys are going to probably get a lot less than their value. But Kawhi's still out there. I mean, he'll get his max. Dangering is available. Um, sorry, just a second. Let me find my page here. DeMarcus Cousins is available. Um, <clears throat> Marcus Morris is available um, from the Celtics. Um, let's see here. Willie Cauley Stein is now available, and he has his uh, qualifying offer from the Kings has been rescinded, so he is an unrestricted free agent. Um, Jabari Parker is still available. Still super young. He's only 24. Show, he's shown with the uh, Wizards this last year that he can still be a, a force on the offense. So whoever brings him in is going to get him uh, way cheaper than what he can give you. Kelly Oubre is still available, but he's a restricted free agent. I would expect the Suns to br- just bring him back. Rajon Rondo is available. It looks like he wants to go back to the Lakers. Um, Kenneth Fareed is still available. Had a great resurgence here with the, with the Houston Rockets. He probably will go back to Houston. He fit in well there. Javel McGee is available, which he's a guy that a lot of people thought would get a big contract. I just don't see it. And I think he'll get another minimum, maybe $4 million a year deal. Markeith Morris, an interesting stretch four type guy is available as well as Jeff Green, another stretch four type guy. Isaiah Thomas, the guy that said the Celtics were going to have to back up the Brinks truck to bring him back, um, is trying to get somebody to give him a minimum deal to just let him come to training camp for them now. Um, i got to be honest, I, I don't know about what type of guy Isaiah Thomas is, but even when he was having that great year with the Celtics, I I knew it wasn't going to be anything sustainable. And when Gordon Hayward decided to go there, I was telling my little brother like, oh, great. He decided to go play with a uh, ball hogging midget. Um, Which, you know, I I don't I don't want to be super mean to Isaiah Thomas. I know he's been through a lot and he's trying to get his NBA career going. It's just the arrogance that he had thinking that he was going to get this huge max deal. It's just ridiculous. So he's still available. I'm sure some team will bring him in to be their third third point guard. Contavius Caldwell-Pope is still available. Um, I wouldn't be surprised to see him go back to the Lakers. TJ McConnell is available. Jamichael Green, who's a guy that can play the four or the five, can help stretch the floor, is available. Jeremy Lin. Um, Ibiza Zubac is still available. He probably will just go back to the Clippers once they've figured out what they're doing. Um, whether they're getting quiet or not, as I said before, Boban Mayernovic is available. Boban, the giant, seven foot three guy, James Ennis is available, good strict or a good three and D player. Tabo Cephalosha is still available, guy that can mostly he's going to be playing the four nowadays. Um, he's just doesn't have quite the quickness anymore to play the three. Emmanuel Moutier is still available. Um, interesting guy to, you know, if you can get him on the cheap, why not try bringing him in as your point guard, as your, you know, second or third point guard. Rodney McGruder is still available. Wilson Chandler. Pagasol, who says he wants to come back and play at least one more year, is still available. Jerry and Grant. Halineto, who just got waived by the Jazz, is still available. And with that... If Neto wanted to come back and he reached an agreement with the Jazz before they waived him, after the new year starts and they've, the Conley trade is finalized and Bogdanovich is brought in, they could sign Neto back on a minimum deal. But I think there will be some suitors for Neto. Tyson Chandler is still available. Don't know if he's retiring or not yet. Marcin Gortat is available. Again, don't know if he's retiring or going back to Europe. Joe Kim Noah is available. Tyus Jones, who's a restricted free agent, is still available. Ekbe Udo, who it kind of sounds like he's going to go back to Europe, but I'm sure if a team wanted him really bad, they could get him there, um, get him to come back to the NBA. Jake Lehman is available, um, but he's a restricted free agent. and looks like Portland wants him back. And then Noah Vonley is available. Um, good stretch four or five option. Um, possibly just goes back to the Knicks. But he's a guy that I you know, if you in a vacuum, if you just look at what he brings to the floor, he's probably worth eight million dollars, but he's gonna end up signing a minimum deal somewhere. Um, so with that we'll go ahead and end this episode. Again, while I was recording, I'm sure something happened. I'm sure while I was recording, Kawhi all of a sudden decided to, to sign. I it it's ridiculous. As soon as you decide to start doing this uh, recording, that's when all the crazy stuff happens. Um, but um, I'll be back maybe tomorrow. We'll see. Um, but I'll be back within the next few days to give you more updates on how free agency is going. Again, thank you all for listening. Uh, you can follow this podcast uh, on Instagram at wasatchbasketballpod at gmail. Or wasatchbasketballpod on Instagram. Or you can email me at wasatchbasketballpod at gmail.com. I'd love to hear from you. And again, thank you all for listening. Bye! Alright, so I started doing this in the last episode. Um, but I, I I like to promote different podcasts and, and different YouTubers throughout the podcast. But I'd like to take a segment each time from now on and really promote somebody else. I mean, I I'm hoping that you guys still listen to me, but I know for myself, I like listening to a lot of different options. I like listening to a lot of different opinions from a lot of different people. And so I'd like to, you know, help you find those people and at the same time, help those guys out. Cause I know the type of work that they're putting in, to put out this type of content. Um, So today I've talked about these guys before, but I'd like to promote uh, the MVP podcast or um, more specifically the fast break podcast. It's hosted by Sean Anderson, Ricky Widmer and Dave Oster. Uh, These three guys are, you know, mid twenties, maybe late twenties too. Um, But they're, You know, they talk all things basketball. They're a lot of fun to listen to. Um, They have a fun dynamic with the three of them. They all have different relationships with each other. Sean likes to really get after Ricky sometimes because, you know, Ricky will say just outlandish things. Um, So, yeah, if you're looking for another fun podcast to listen to, some more opinions about the NBA, um, check them out. That's the Fast Break Podcast. You can also find them on YouTube as well. Um, so yeah, again, that's a fast break podcast. So, you know, give them a look. Yeah.